Welcome everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Rodney Fisher. I'll be joined by my co-host, Royce Fisher, here in just a second. I want to welcome everyone to our program. This is our world-famous NFL Pick Show. And also we have a special interview with Super Bowl MVP and now head coach of the Grambling State Tigers, Doug Williams, as well, too. Make sure you guys follow us online. It's very easy to do. Just go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. So without further ado, let's jump right into the to the, uh, to the fray here, as we like to say, and get started with our picks and our interview as well. Let me bring on my special co-host, the man that makes everything possible here, the person that does everything while I do little, and that's Mr. Royce Fisher. How are you today, sir? Hey, right now, how you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How was that intro? Was that... Do you like him? That, that that was good, but you know I'm not in a good mood. I'm a disgruntled Ranger fan right now. I can't. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. I'm disappointed. But uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to the picks today. Well, I would I would caution you as a Ranger fan not to be too disappointed right now. Not until after tonight. As tonight, you oh, might Rodney, be even more disappointed. You might even be you might be more disappointed tonight than you are right now. Listen, so just gotta hold on the, to it for now. They had the AL West all wrapped up, lost nine of the last thirteen games, and now all they needed is one win. That's it. All they needed was one win, and now they need one win. They still looking for that win. Exactly, so, exactly. I, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in them. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone in Dallas right now, which where we're headquartered, is pretty disappointed. Not just in the Rangers, but the Cowboys as well too. After they got beat on national TV on Monday Night Football. Now the Rangers only had to win one game in Oakland after they lost, like you said, uh, so many before there, and they get beat in Oakland, losing a 5-1 lead to lose 11-5, and now have a playing game against the Baltimore Orioles. At least they've had some success with the Orioles, and it is a home game that's tonight, but at the same time, it shouldn't even have to come down to this. It shouldn't even have to come down to one game. Especially when they were leading the game they could have won in Oakland, five and one, and let them come back tie and lose that game, and that was really disappointing. But the good Absolutely. news is, we get to see the Mavericks play on Saturday. There you go. We sure do. We get to see so, the new team, and we got our street sports going. Right. If you guys have been following our show, you know we cover the Mavericks pretty intense. Um, you can actually hear there a lot of the audio that we picked up during Mavs Media Day. You hear Dirk Nowinski, Elton Brand, Derek Collison on our network on RFSN by going to our website, rfsportsradio.com. You can listen to those interviews there or download our last podcast uh, when we talked about that as well, too. Today we got a pretty special show. Of course, we're getting our world-famous picks for week five, which I have to say that I think you did a very good job of picking games last week. You did beat me last week uh, on some games. Uh, of course. So, you know, he did a good job last week, although I won the previous weeks. So I got to redeem myself this week and have some good picks. Just go with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before we get started with the picks, though, uh, this Monday I had a chance to go to the uh, 2012 Safer Classic press conference. And for those of you guys that don't know or are not familiar with uh, HBCUs or with the SWAC um, conference, this is a big, big game for the city of Dallas. It, it has Gremlin State coming to town. They're playing Prairie View A&M. 
And I can tell you, since I was a kid, it's been a huge deal. I remember going here through high school, college. This is something we always gravitated towards, and it's a huge event for the city. The economic impact for the city of Dallas is about $8.5 million for this one event between two historically-backed colleges. And we caught up with uh, Doug Williams, who is the head coach for Grambling State. His son plays quarterback at Grambling State, and, of course, those that know Doug Williams know he started his career at Grambling State and went right. on to be Washington Redskins and went on to play in the Super Bowl and also became a Super Bowl MVP, the first black quarterback to do that. So I had a chance to kind of catch up with him a little bit. We talked about his team and also talked about the state of black college, uh, black quarterbacks, I should say, in NFL. Real good interviews. Let's listen to that real quick, Royce, and I get your reaction uh, on it as well. This is Doug Williams. Super Bowl MVP, head coach of Grambling State Tigers on RF Sports Radio. Here with uh, here with Coach Williams. Coach, you talk about your team is oh, oh, winless right now, looking for his first win. How did you guys prepare going in? How will you prepare going into the game on Saturday? I don't think we change anything. We just work and work on the mistakes that we made and eliminate mistakes. Those are things that we try to preach to them every day. But, you know, they keep making them, and we just trying to find a way to keep them from making I think as they grow older, they understand how important it is when we talk about the mistakes that's been made. Right. Now, you shared something during the press conference I didn't know. You said you started your career here in Dallas, throwing so your first touchdown pass here, getting your first real taste of pro, uh, well, quarterback, at least for a good team. And then that transition to the NFL, how do you feel now about how the quarterback position has changed, especially for a black quarterback now? Well, it's changed a lot. You know, I mean, that's talking about 1974, the transition of quarterbacks, especially African-American quarterback now to the day. So many of them are playing at other institutions, yeah. you know, the institution that they weren't able to get in back in the day when I was playing. But uh, I think now it's all about an opportunity to play and believe that they can get the job done. Do you think that the role has changed? So much has been made about how they like to run and don't throw the ball. But we're seeing some guys now throw it just as well as they can run it. Well, I think now to go to the next level, you got to be able to move around. And I think that's what RG has done. Uh, Geno Smith up at uh, West Virginia is throwing the ball, but he's able to move around and make things happen. I think now in order to play quarterback in any league, college and, and in the pros, you got to be a little bit mobile to, to get it done. Yeah. Of the quarterbacks you've seen, RG3, Cam Newton, who do you think is the best so far you've seen? Well, let me be honest with you. I don't watch a lot of pro football because yeah. i got too much time in college I, I right agree. now. I, look, I watch very few uh, pro football. I do most reading on Mondays about yeah. the game, but as far as just sitting down doing football on Sunday, I don't do that. All right, we look for a good game, Coach, and thank you for coming to Dallas again, and, and good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that was uh, Doug Williams talking a little bit about, uh, about black quarterbacks. I was trying to get him to open up and try to give me an answer on who he thought was the 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 one he saw that he thought was really, really, really good. Of course, in a political answer, didn't want to give me yeah, that information. But, but he did mention RG3 and how he thought that, you know, he was doing a good job of running and throwing the ball. He mentioned Geno Smith at West Virginia. So I know he's watching. You can't play in the NFL, be a scout for Jacksonville Jaguars, and then not watch NFL on Sunday. So, but, but in the same respect, you know, a lot of things I learned about him, him starting his career here in Dallas, in the State Fair Classic, throwing his first touchdown in the State Fair Classic, and now back coaching his team. And, and just give me your thoughts on what you heard him say and, and kind of, you know, his transition and what you saw when he started playing quarterback and playing in the NFL. Well, listen, Rodney, I just so happened to uh, – was at that game uh, when he did play at uh, 
State Fair of Texas when he threw his first touchdown back in 1974. And I thought this guy was a great quarterback then, and, he, and I'm absolutely right about it. But I didn't have any idea that he would transition to the National Football League because during that time there wasn't any black quarterbacks. Just mm-hmm. so happened he was. Uh, he was drafted by Tampa Bay, played with Tampa Bay. And when he did go to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay was the laughing stock of the NFL, man. They they were, you know, 14 years that never been to the uh, playoff game. And when Doug got drafted, they went three out of four times when he was there. I thought, you know, he, he actually transformed that team, became a great quarterback. But even still then, there wasn't any black quarterbacks. I remember when he did come to Washington, he came to Washington Redskins as a backup. I think Schroeder was the quarterback. Then and he got hurt. Doug came in and played that season, made look look good, had like a ninety four percent passing rating. And uh the the Redskins made it to the championship game. Doug he started, and I was surprised they did start Doug. But uh, he went on to win that we know he five touchdowns, you know, he threw like five in the second quarter. And man, I mean what a performance. But but I you know I actually saw this guy play in college and to see him win the Super Bowl first black quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl, I thought was great. And he like I said back then I think uh, the big news coming out in that time was he was the lowest paid quarterback in the league. He was making like a hundred twenty thousand. Actually actually he played so good he asked for four hundred thousand I mean six hundred thousand which was really not a lot of money back then, they only offered him four. And that's the reason why he left Tampa. You know, a lot of people don't know that. It's because it, he, he felt like he wouldn't get paid his worth. But mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. To see him actually play in the, at the State Fair Classic and to now come back and coach, man, was a, it's got to be some journey. Yeah, absolutely. Now having a chance to coach his son. And, and you know what, it's interesting because you see, like, you, you know about Doug Williams and, his transition, he played at the HBCU. Steve McNair, right. of course, set all the records in the swag. He played right. at the HBCU, and he's right. Now these quarterbacks, African-American quarterbacks, are getting a better opportunity because they can go to the big-name schools like Auburn or Ohio State or West Virginia. Uh, they're able to go to these schools, Baylor, and, and get a lot of exposure, which is helping that transition to the NFL. So I think he hit the nail on the head uh, right there. So, one of the things that was, you know, of course, go ahead. Let, let me say this right quick. Gramlin has turned out a ton of NFL players. That is sure. one school that you can go back and look at the records. I don't know how many, but I know for a black school, they have turned out some top-name NFL players. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. But, again, right now this season they're struggling. They're winless this season. The Prairie View and them, uh, Panthers are winless as well, too. And they will be playing each other this Saturday night in the Cotton Bowl. We'll be at that game and be covering that. So we'll give you guys some more information and more insight from the game on uh, someone's got to get a first win here. So we'll find out what happens. Interesting because the coach for the Prairie View Panthers, Coach Northern, actually was recruited by Doug Williams when he was in Jacksonville. Mm. Didn't get him on the team, but did tell him, if I ever get a head coaching job, I'm going to hire you first. And he kept his promise when he first got on at Grambling State. Coach Northern actually was a part of his first staff at Grambling State, and now he's coaching for Prairie View. So I thought it was pretty interesting. 
very interesting if, dynamic between and, both. And if I'm not mistaken, this is his second stint at Grambling, right? He did coach yes. there before and left and came yes. back. Yes, his second time. That's right. Second time. So it was a great event. I got to talk to him. I also talked to uh, Eddie Robertson, Jr., uh, son of Coach Eddie Robertson, the winning his coach in college uh, college football. So we got to do a lot. It was a, it was a really good time. So thank you, everyone, for yeah, doing I, that. Yeah, I envy you on, on getting that when I wasn't at that interview, but I know that it had to be a, a part of your bucket list to me, Doug. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So you can actually watch the press conference and watch the interviews and stuff on our website. Go to RF Sports Radio. Dot com. We've got that information posted up there, uh, so we give you all, all the information that you need uh, on the website. Now let's jump into the NFL picks for Week Five. We got about 15 minutes left to go, so we're pretty fast and furious. Uh, we'll go through it and get everything going. Let's start off with the Dolphins and the Bengals. The Dolphins are one and three, three and one. Two different teams at two different stages in their careers. The Cincinnati uh, Bengals are. Um, Favored by three points as they are playing at home. Give me the Bengals to win this game. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals, too, because I, I think Tenney is playing great. He's probably the best rookie so far. But I'm going to go with Cincinnati. They're also playing great. Absolutely. I'm going to go with Cincinnati as well. Also, now the Packers and the Colts. Colts one and two. Of course, we learned about their head coach, Chuck Pagano, not being able to coach the rest of the season. He has a treatable form of leukemia, but again, the Colts have got to be playing with a pretty heavy heart and want to do something great this season. The Packers, we know, can lose. I mean, they're only 2-2 two and two right now, but it seemed like they hit their stride last week. Give me the Packers to win this game over the Colts. The, the Green Bay Packers are favored by seven, although they are the uh, visiting team. I'm taking Green Bay. All right, we agree Green there. Bay. We agree yeah. there. Sounds like you're sticking with a winner this time. All right. Well, that's because <laughs> so, you're picking first. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump to the Ravens and the Chiefs. The Ravens at 3-1. and one. The Chiefs are 1-3. and three. This is a home game for the Chiefs. Chiefs are a real interesting team. They've been in some games. And, of course, last week they, they had no chance of winning last week. But the Ravens uh, look like a team that's really poised for a Super Bowl run or, or can get to a Super Bowl. I like this team in the AFC. Baltimore's favored by six. I think that's about right. I give you the Ravens to beat the Chiefs on the road. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Ravens, even though Kansas City has been playing great lately. They lost last week. But, you know, the their backbone is the running game. I don't think they can run against these Ravens. So I'm taking Baltimore, too. And then the next game is the Cleveland Browns taking on the New York Giants. The Giants are at home for this game. Uh, they are favored by 10. Of course, the Browns have not won a game this season, and I don't think they get a win here either. Yeah, this is too far question for me. If Tebow plays, I'm going with the Giants. But if Sanchez plays, I, 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 I'm going with Cleveland. Well, you mean the, well, the, the, the Giants and the Browns? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, the Giants. You're right. Oh, I'm taking the Giants, of course. I was thinking the Jets, but you're right, the Giants. Yeah, I was wondering, the I said, did, did a trade happen I didn't know about? Or, or what, what happened? No, no, there? no, no, no. Yeah, you just, New York, you know, you can't have but a quick Tebow. <laughs> so when we get to them, I am taking Tebow, if Tebow plays. So go ahead. I'm uh, taking you have, the, you have the Eagles and the Steelers. The Steelers at home. Eagles, of course, 3-1 and one after that big win over the Giants last week. 
Uh, of course, we know Michael Vick did not turn the ball over at all last week, which is a good sign. He's going to need to do that again against the Steelers. The Steelers feel like they're going to have Troy Palomalu back and also uh, Harrison back no. as well, too. So, who wins this game, Big Ben or Michael Vick? Well, this is a tough one. I, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh because I think they're getting their guys healthy. They're getting them back. Palomalu's back. Minotaur is supposed to play. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to upset Philly. Yeah, I think I, I'm going with Pittsburgh to upset Philly as well, too. Uh-huh. Although, although it won't be an upset because Philly's favored by three. But at the same time, I think with the record, you expect Philly to come in and play pretty well. But I think that Pittsburgh defense is going to take advantage of getting to Michael Vick. I thought the Giants defense would do that. But I guess, you know, Vick did a good job not turning it over. But if you put, I don't think you can put that back to back. So we'll, we'll see. I got the Steelers win this game as well too. And uh, I don't think Philly's that good. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, I mean this is the fourth game. So the Falcons and the Redskins. The Redskins are at home for this game. The Falcons, of course, are undefeated. Now they barely squeaked by the Carolina Panthers last week. Uh, a game Carolina should have won, but the Falcons won on a late uh, field goal to go ahead. Robert Griffin III has done a good job this season so far. It's going to be a tough game. I think the call, they have Atlanta, Atlanta favored by three, although they're on the road. Who wins this game? Well, this is game of the week to me. I, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is going to be an upset because Atlanta almost lost last week. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be Robert Griffin coming out. They're playing in Washington. I, 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 think, I, I think they'll win this game. I'm gonna this is my upset pick of the week. Washington you, going with yeah. uh-huh. you know what? I think I'm gonna go ahead and take uh the Falcons to win this game. I think they're gonna be a good regular season team. I think they're gonna have too much going on for the defense. Matt Ryan, of course, I think he's have a chance to expose that secondary for the Redskins. And I think I think okay. the Redskins I think the Falcons pull out the win here. So I'm going Falcons here to the Redskins. Well, well one thing about the Redskins, they can't score. And if anybody has a chance of beating Atlanta, I think Washington is the team to do it. Yeah, they're going to have to score a lot if they plan on beating uh, Washington. Then you have the Seahawks and the Panthers. The Seahawks are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, A lot of questions in Seattle. Russell Wilson, who so far in four games, has one of the lowest, if not the lowest, uh, passing yards for a starting quarterback. Only has 594 passing yards, four TDs. They're going against Cam Newton at the Panthers. The Panthers are at home for this game. Give me Carolina to win big here. Uh, I'm going to take Carolina, too. Uh, I think they're going to grind and pound. Seattle, uh, they were exposed last week. I don't think Wilson is – I don't think he's ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me Carolina. Carolina. Give me Carolina on the win here. Then we've got the Jaguars and the Bears. The Jaguars at one and three. The Bears at three and one. Uh, Bears, of course, with an impressive win over the Cowboys, putting up a lot of points. The defense scored points. I mean, it's an all-around effort for the for the uh, Chicago Bears. Of course, Brandon Marshall going off. Jay Cutler looking good. I think that continues in Jacksonville. Give me the Bears, uh, the Jaguars. I'm taking their Bears. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's that's easy. That's an easy call there. The birds. 
All right, the Tennessee Titans uh, on the road against the three and one Minnesota Vikings. The Titans, of course, getting that one win over Detroit, another NFC North team. Uh, they have Minnesota favored by six here. Give me Minnesota uh, on the win. Yeah, I'm gonna take Minnesota too. Ponder's playing great. Uh, him and Percy Harmon, I think they have a good relationship going on, quarterback to receiver. I'm going with Minnesota. Yeah, Harvin's had a, a really good season. He's got 30 receptions, right. 299 yards, although uh, no touchdowns, not receiving touchdowns. But last he week, get one Sunday. Yeah, he got one last week, of course, returning a kickoff. So he'll, he'll find a way to score if he doesn't right. get one by, um, by passing. So uh, the Broncos and the Patriots, the big game on Sunday. Patriots at 2-2, two and two, Broncos at 2-2, two and two, both teams, both quarterbacks, I should say, put on some very impressive last Sunday. The Broncos put a shellacking on the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots come back to beat up on Buffalo. This is a good game, a hard game. They have New England favored by seven to win this game at home. And we know New England's already lost at home once to the Arizona Cardinals. So it can happen. I'm interested to see who you pick here. Well, this is almost a pick I would like to pass on. But New England scored more points than anybody last week. This would be a great measuring stick for Peyton Manning. You know, can he beat Brady? And that's what everybody wants to see, Brady against Peyton Manning. Uh, I like Denver. But I don't know if they could beat New England. But I'm picking Denver anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Denver. I'm picking Denver yeah, to win the game. I, I think I think Denver, the defense of Denver, has got to be the ones that make the difference. You know, but they got right. they got ran through in the playoffs when they went to New England. I think they still remember that. I think they still want to stand up and play big against Tom Brady. And I think that paid many. He's going to handle his part of it. I think there's no problem. Right. He have no problem handling his part. I think the Broncos defense is going to have to step up, and this will be a big win, that signature win for them that may help them, help catapult them throughout the rest of the season. So give me the Broncos to win that game. That's my upset pick uh, for this week. Actually, I actually have two upset picks. That's just one of them. Okay. For this week, All the Broncos right. So we're the Cardinals on that one. That's right. All right, the 49ers and the Bills, the 49ers at home, they're favored by 10 over the Buffalo Bills, who for some reason just couldn't figure out how to stop anyone last Sunday. And I think that continues this Sunday, giving the 49ers a win big at home. And, you know, I was all behind this Buffalo Bills team, remember? I thought they were my sixth sleeper of the year. I right. changed my mind since, but no way they beat San Francisco. San Francisco's playing great right now. I'm going with the 49ers. Yeah, give me the 49ers as well. Now, the Chargers and the Saints in the Sunday night game, Drew Brees, of course, is uh, 0-4 with the Saints. The Chargers are 3-1. and And, of course, I don't know how you look at the 3-1 for the Chargers. They haven't played really good teams. But the Saints have, and they've lost all four games. They've been close. They got close with Green Bay last week. Now, Drew Brees is going for a record in this game. He's trying to break Johnny Unitas' record of consecutive games with a touchdown pass. He's tied with him at 47, going for 48. I did hear word that Sean Payton is going to be in attendance at the game to watch Drew Brees break the record. I think that's the motivation they need to get the win and give them the Saints to get their first win uh, against the Chargers. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I, I'll say uh, Drew Brees single-handedly win this game just for the record. Not, and I don't think the players are going to let him down. Plus, not only was Sean Payton did the game, uh, Drew Brees gets to visit with him after the game on Sunday. So I think that's going to be motivation for him to win. Uh, I, I don't think New Orleans will lose at home. The city has a lot of pride because the Hornets are finna start. <laughs> so I think they, I think New Orleans wins. Yeah, give me I'm New Orleans. Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, give me the, give me the Saints as well too. Now the Monday night game is the Texans and the Jets. The Texans, of course, are undefeated. They travel to New York to play the Jets, who are two and two, who got whooped by the 49ers, 34 to zero last week. A lot of fans chanting for Tebow in the second half. We know Mark Sanchez has not had a good season by any stretch of the imagination. They lose Antonio Holmes for the rest of the year. They they're still plagued by a lot of injuries. No Darrell Revis in the secondary for the Jets. Everything points to the Texans walking all over the Jets. The Texans are favored by nine on the road. This is my upset pick. For some are strange reason, this is my upset are pick. Are you I think, serious? I think Sanchez starts the game. I think Tebow finishes the game and pulls out a victory for the Jets, and the legend of Tebow is reborn all over again because he, he's some kind of way going to figure out a way in the close game to beat the Texans. I think that's what's going to happen. As long as it doesn't get too far out of hand, if it doesn't get too far out of hand in the first half, and it just hang in there, because it wasn't that far out of hand the first half against the 49ers, I think Tebow comes in, saves the day, and the Jets get the upset win on Monday Night Football. Well, I, you know, right now I'm floored with that pick. I, I can't believe you think that the Jets are a better team than the Houston. I don't think they're a better team than Houston. Let me finish. I, I'm really shocked by this pick. But listen, the only way the Jets could beat Houston on Sunday is if Doug Williams comes out of retirement and starts for the Jets. Even though Tebow will be in, I predict, by the second quarter, I do not believe that they can compete with the Houston Texans at this point. The Texans are the best team in football right now. They're clicking on all cylinders. Everybody's healthy, too much weapons, too much firepower. Uh, The Jets are discombobulated. That uh, Nobody can figure out there's more wrong with this team than Sanchez. And I I do believe that Tebow will come in at some point and be a savior, but not against the Houston Texans on Sunday. Monday night, I'm sorry, no way. You're crazy, call me crazy, but I got Yeah, I'm calling you crazy and I, I think that was a crazy pick, but that's what you picked, that's your upset pick of the week. And I, I let me tell you the spread is what, nine points? Spread's nine points. I say they beat them by fourteen points. <laughs> well that's my upset pick. My I got the Jets over the Texans. And I've also got the Broncos over the uh, Patriots in the upset pick as well too. We know someone's gonna get, okay. someone's gonna have to get upset. Someone's gonna have to lose. And I don't think there's any team in the NFL that's good enough to go undefeated this season. So why not but, Monday but, Night but Football in Tebow? I think so. I think so. Monday, Monday Night Football, big stage. Tebow usually plays well on the big stage. So why not? Why not? Uh, and, of course, we had a game last night. The Cardinals lose to the Rams. They get their first loss of the season. They lose 17-3. to The Rams dominated on defense, had nine sacks to Kevin Cobb, 
and really expose the Cardinals offense for what they really are. The three points, only a field goal in the first quarter, and Kevin Cobb goes 289 yards, zero touchdowns after going 28 for 50. The running game for the Cardinals was, was not there at all. Non-existent. Only 33 yards from their running back, Williams, and the Cardinals get exposed on offense. They thought the defense uh-huh. we had to do for them, but the offense didn't, didn't have anything going at all. Well, for the Cardinals, the luck ran out. They were horrible. They reverted back to the old Cardinals. Kevin Cobb was horrible. Uh, St. Louis was just a little bit better. They couldn't get a running game either. Both of them had awful running nights. And they're so, not, uh, not been able to score in the red zone. That, that's a problem, too, for the Cardinals. I mean, you get to the red zone several times and can't get any scores. No fourth down conversions. It, it was it was a bad day offensively for the Cardinals. Right, and Kevin Carl looked like Tony Romo. He, he was just that bad. He was awful. And listen, so here, there you go. No Cowboys playing today. Huh? No, no Cowboys playing this week. You had to throw Tony Romo in there, huh? Well, yeah, I'm not going to let that die. You know, just because y'all have a bye this week. You know, that just doesn't go away. The five minutes, that's the terrible performance. So you do have an extra week to fix it. I doubt you can fix it in that time frame, but the only fix I can think of is get him out of there. Yeah. Bring well, we thank, everyone, we thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of RF Sports Radio. Make sure you follow us online at rfsportsradio.com or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Radio. We will see you guys on Tuesday. Make sure you tune in to RFSN. Download the TuneIn Radio app. Punch in RFSN to hear all sports talk from a fan's perspective. I'll go to our website to hear it there as well as too. As well too. Thank you. Thank everyone again. We'll see you guys later. Until next time, RF Sports Radio, RFSportsRadio.com.